Hello and welcome to Meaningless Problems, the short story podcast with me, Doe Wilman. I'm delighted to say that this week's episode is performed by the BAFTA-nominated actress, Taj Atwal. You might know Taj from Hole Razors, Line of Duty, In the Club, The Syndicate, The Control Room, or even the Liam Neeson film, Memory. And uh, she's a phenomenally talented actress. I'm delighted that she is uh, performing this episode this week. It's called Instant Connect. It's written by Doe Wilman and performed by Taj Atwal. I'm not nervous. I can't be nervous. She's seen me wee behind a McDonald's drive-thru. I just want things to go back to how they were. Not how they were, but I want her back. I just want her back in my life. It was all so stupid anyway. I blame Nate, if I'm honest. It's definitely all Nate's fault. He put the idea into my... (sighs) Okay, so look, me and Angelica lived together on and off for about 10 years, okay? Best friends, inseparable, blah, blah, blah. We've both had a few shit relationships, and I'm not saying we were done with them, but, like, we were chilled if they were done with us. We had a nice flat and we were happy, and she, in particular, would say, Selly, you are my rock. You are my life partner. I don't need anyone else. It's just you and me from now on. It was always her who said that sort of stuff, by the way. I'd agree, but she was the one who said it. She embroidered the words, Selly and Jelly forever into our cushions. Anyway, at the back of my mind, okay, I was always a bit like, I will still find someone, I'm not going to like. Well, this is great, Jelly, but I will meet someone eventually. And you know, there was Nate. There was always Nate. We'd had this 20-year transatlantic kind of thing. He lived in America, but he'd come over each summer to stay with his uncle who lived down the road. And we met when we were six. This little American boy with a speech impediment and the worst case of hay fever you've ever seen. He wouldn't talk to me without using his big brother as a go-between. We were never together together, but, well, he's the only friend I've known longer than I've known Angelica, and at the back of my mind, like, you know. And when he moved to England permanently, I thought, well, okay. But anyway, he asks me to do a weekend in Paris with him, and I can't tell Angelica about it because I think she'll get all weird, and so I tell her I'm going on a work trip, even though she knows my work isn't exactly location-specific. Anyway, we sneak off to Paris, me and Nate. We have a great time, and I head home preparing to talk to Jelly about how I really think he might be, you know. And I get to our flat, and there's another woman there, with Angelica. And she's... and they... And Jelly tells me they're getting married. She and Cordelia... This woman she's never even mentioned before, even though Jelly always said she'd never marry anyone. Other than me, which I know she only said as a joke, but still. Oh, and she's hidden the cushions. Not that that even matters, but... They've been seeing each other for a year, apparently. Cordelia stayed round loads of times. I've either been out or asleep, and she's definitely, definitely told me about her. We don't have this conversation in front of her, She seems lovely, by the way. It's not Cordelia who's the problem. It's the... It's the fact that my best friend is suddenly... Because, of course, this means she's moving out and all the rest of it. And I'm just... I'm happy for her. That's what I say. But I'm also... I mean, I'm... 
And the wedding is in three months' time, she says. They've booked it. She wants me to be her maid of honour. And that's it. A decade of Jelly and Selly is done just like that and I have to be... I have to be... I just have to... There's not even an acknowledgement of how I might find this, you know, maybe just like, like a little bit difficult. And when I spend the whole evening crying, she thinks they're happy tears and they are. Kind of. And she's sad too that it's coming to an end. It's not just me. And look, by the end of the week, once I've properly at least got to meet Cordelia, and she and Jelly are very well suited, they both love tennis, so, you know, I tried to get into it, but it was never my thing, so. But, yeah, I feel much happier, much more supportive, much more. And then Nate, Nate bloody tells me about Instant Connect. Apparently his dad, who's a coder, or used to be until they all got made redundant, worked on the earliest version of it, and now it's super, super advanced. Basically, it's a dating service that cuts out the dating. You sign up, very discreetly, and it matches you with the most compatible person it can find, using all their advanced algorithms and blah, blah, blah. But as we all know, being compatible isn't enough. So what Instant Connect does is it implants a love story into your memories. It goes through the last however long, typically around a year, and it inserts memories of meeting, getting to know each other, of falling in love. Hyper-realistic memories, indistinguishable from the real thing. And then they wipe your memory of ever signing up to the service. You sign waivers in advance, and, and, and as far as the two lovers are concerned, they met in a totally normal, natural way, and they, they, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that this is what's happened. I don't think Angelica knew Cordelia until maybe the day they got engaged, but they both believe they've had this passionate, beautiful year-long relationship, and anyway, I've become obsessed with the idea, you know, it feels just, it feels entirely wrong. My best friend is about to marry this woman and it's all, like, it's all built on a lie. The memories they've implanted. They might not be remotely representative of how Cordelia would actually behave in a... Apparently they are. Apparently the AI 100% replicates what would have happened, including arguments, mini breakups, all of it. But they would say that, wouldn't they? Nate tells me I definitely shouldn't mention it to her, but she's jelly. I've never had an ingrown hair without mentioning it to Jelly. He says it makes no difference. Just like any couple in love, they have a relationship built out of memories. If they both share a memory, that makes it real. And I know he's right, and I know it's not my place to intervene, so I decide to say nothing. But the chatty little worm that lives inside my brain has other ideas. And it ends up telling her on her hendu. And she kicks off. Big time. I wasn't even accusing her of anything. I was just letting her know of the possibility. She says she would never, ever sign up to something like that. She says the whole idea is disgusting. And she starts showing me all these pictures of her and Cordelia together, even though we both know the AI could quite easily fake those. I've checked and it is included in the service. But I don't say that. At least I think I don't say that. Anyway, I apologise. And apologise. And apologise. And I think I've won her over. But at the wedding where she's made herself the most amazing dress, I can't help 
doing a bit of sleuthing. I'm texting Nate the whole time. He's back visiting his parents in New York at this point, And he's telling me to let it go, but I can't find a single person on either side who can definitely say they met the other person before they heard about the engagement. Jelly's dad is basically the dad I never had. He's already agreed to give me away if I ever get married. But he said no. The first time he met Cordelia was when Jelly said they were engaged. And now he's going round the guests, asking questions too. And her mum finds out and she's not happy. And this is the first time she's been in the same place as Jelly's dad for years and you just know she's been looking for any opportunity to have a fight. So her mum swears she met Cordelia loads of times in the first year. I think she's lying to protect her daughter, but I wouldn't dare say that. And anyway, their argument totally ruins the wedding. And Jelly's dad drops me in it and Jelly tells me to leave. She kicks her maid of honour out of her wedding. And well, we haven't seen each other until now. 18 months. It's been 18 months. It's been awful. Without Nate, there's no way I'd have been able to get through it. So now all I want to do is say sorry. I want to tell her I believe her. I don't think it was an instant connect. I think what she and Cordelia have is genuine and beautiful and wonderful. And I'm just so, so sorry. Because even if I don't technically believe that, who cares? It's been nearly two years since they got engaged. So even if, even if they did, you know. They now have more genuine memories than fake ones anyway. And when I see her with a French braid and a little nose and a stupid handmade coat with too many buttons, when I see her, all the nerves I've been feeling disappear. I run over to her and grab her by the shoulders and apology vomit all over her. And we have such a great day. We go to about six bars. At one point, I'm laughing so much, the waiter thinks I'm having a stroke. Jelly tells me how much I hurt her, but she forgives me. And she tells me all the cool things she and Cordelia have been up to, like, like, well, playing tennis, mostly. I'm not really paying attention, I'm just so happy we're back. And I tell her, I tell her that me and Nate are finally a thing. After all the waiting and wondering, and after all of it, Nate... The nervous little boy with the swollen eyes and the runny nose, who's now six foot two and allergy free, by the way. The only friend I've known longer than I've known Angelica, Nate from America, has asked me to marry him. And Jelly, I say, Jelly, I want you to be my maid of honour. And she does this look and she says, oh. And I say, what? She says, don't worry. And I say, no, come on, what is it? And she holds my hand and she says, Selena, I would never judge you. You know that, don't you? And I'm like, um, what are you talking about? And she says, it's okay. She says it makes sense now. She says she couldn't understand why I was being so spiteful before, but clearly all along I was looking for validation. Validation? For what? It's cool, she says. So many people are doing it now. Doing what? I saw it advertised on a bus the other day. It's gone mainstream. It's perfectly normal. What are you talking about? Come on, Sally. Instant connect. Nate. I've never heard of a Nate before. Um, yes, you have. I've known him for 20 years. Great, she says. Great. Good for you. He was my childhood sweetheart. He, yeah, she says. I heard they're getting a lot more sophisticated now. Are you kidding me? But she isn't. 
She actually thinks. She actually... And I'm furious. I'm done. I am. I stand up and I am... She's doing this smug look like she's... No, I am. I am. I get out of there. Nate is my... He is my... This is not... I call him. But he doesn't answer. That's fine. I check my call history. I have called two Nates stretching back for years. So, so, so... Shut up. We... She... She must have... She... I am done. Done. I am never seeing that woman again. Bloody hell. I'm so angry. I almost walk into the road and a bus beeps its horn at me. I leap back and look up. And on the side of the bus is a picture of a group of mates smiling at each other with the big Instant Connect logo in the top corner. And the text reads, Not just for lovers. We also do friends. That was Instant Connect, written by Doe Wilman, performed by Taj Atwell. And uh, thank you to Taj for a fantastic performance. And if you are an actor and uh, you're interested in performing one of these Meaningless Problems, then just get in touch. Go to meaninglessproblems.com and fill out the uh, contact form. I'd love to hear from you. And even if you're not an actor, but you'd just like to uh, say hello, you can also contact me there. But thanks for listening, and I'll see you again next week. Cheers.